Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to our monthly Align with the Stars call with Kim Falconer. I'm Jeanette Ma, and we get another fun topic today. I've, Kim, I've been seeing a variety of astrologers talking about Venus retrograde, and every time I read someone on it, I'm very excited to get your take on it. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining in. There's a lot of people on the call. I'm really excited to talk to you all and uh, hear what your experiences are because we're we're already a, a little bit into this uh, Venus retrograde period. To make things easy, and so we can spend most of this time on the call just looking at your charts and talking to you about what's going on for you, I put a post on the Good Vibe Astrology page. I'm just going to give you the link right now. If you're listening to this recording, um, you can find this link just by going to goodvibeastrology.com and then you're going to see Align with Venus Retrograde as one of the posts. And what you'll find there uh, for reference, let's see, oh, it came up. What you'll find for reference is just a little background about it, which I will give you right now. But also, I've got a short blurb on Venus retrograde through each of the houses. So if it's in your first house, it, what, it gives you an idea of what's um, uh, happening there, second house, third house, and so forth. So all that is in print, and you can visit it at your leisure and reflect on it and comment if you want, and I can pop in with um, any feedback. But for now, I thought, let's keep this uh, fresh and immediate with what's, who's here and, and what you guys want to talk about. But to begin with, Venus has this extraordinary cycle. and uh, of, uh, It's called the synodic cycle of how it conjuncts the sun and then turns retrograde and goes forward and back. And it creates a beautiful five-star um a pattern in the sky that you can that's traceable it's just it's extraordinary anyway if you want to look at this uh, more into the synodic cycles and understand that there's a link to more technical information that I've got on another post it's called the synodic cycles of Venus and I don't I'm not going to go into that now because it's a whole lecture in itself which is not what we're here for. But there's also a video tutorial which is going to show you the pattern. It's really gorgeous. And what happens, what's so interesting is that when Venus is retrograde, by the time she turns around, she's going to change from being the morning star, the, sorry, the evening star to the morning star in this point. Every time she goes retrograde, she's going to shift from one to the other. And you can just imagine it, that she's the evening star if the sun sets before her. So it gets dark and then she's setting. There she is on the horizon. And she's the morning star if she, if she rises before the sun. So you see her just very early in those hours if you're up <laughs> looking 
the window in the east, she'll be there. So uh, it's symbolic when she changes, uh, and this happens once every 18 months um, with the with the retrograde cycle. And these whole cycles roll into, actually, no, I said I wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> I love talking about it, but we'll, we'll save that. We'll stop that. Um, so what what we're going to do today is just look basically at what it means symbolically to have Venus retrograde and what that means for you specifically. Where is it falling in your chart? So if you have your chart uh, on it um, available for us to look at, so it's either in the Good Vibe Astrology gal- chart gallery or maybe you can upload it there now if you know how otherwise, um, or if you have a, an image of your chart and you can just pop it up. It's very simple. Um, or you may have your chart in Photobucket or somewhere online that we can all look at. So maybe have that link ready. And I'll just give you a little really brief uh, rundown about what happens when Venus turns retrograde uh obviously she's not actually going backwards in the sky that's an illusion because she's closer to our orbit and we're catching up with her so it looks like she's turning around going backwards there's a this fabulous analogy uh astrologer carolyn casey uses it and she says that basically with retrograde planets it's like a bow and arrow and the further you pull back on the string when you release the further the arrow is going to go and I find that a really cool um, LOA reference as well because we've got that idea of stretching the rubber band back, how far uh, back it goes, which is, I guess, a representation of resistance or not experiencing exactly what you're wanting. But when you do release resistance, um, you shoot forward and have even greater experience than you imagined. And it's a very similar metaphor for that. When Venus is retrograde, we're pulling that string back, ideally. Uh, That doesn't mean we're going into resistance, but what we're going into is reflection on the Venetian qualities of a particular area of life. So what is that? Number one, your relationships, your personal, socially significant, one-to-one relationships. Uh, It doesn't have to be intimate. It can be business partnerships very close friendships, but your relationships, you're taking a look at, and we're not taking a look at in a way that we're going, oh, you know, I like this, I don't like that so much about a person, kind of don't even put a face to it, but we want to look at our relationship to relationship, how we feel, what our values are about it, and sure, other people trigger what, help us understand what we like and what we don't like, but this isn't a time to focus on not a time to focus on manifesting the the a particular person uh, it's a time of loosening up our um set ideas about what we think we want in relationship and really going back to why we got that idea in the first place um there's this show i don't know if you guys Jeanette, are you back yet oh yes back. oh she okay god that was fast did you go Everything's handled, yes. Excellent. I can't even even tell. My God. Uh, Okay, so there's the show. Jeanette, I want to know if any of you guys, it's this Canadian show. uh, It's not on air anymore, but it's on uh, 
is it on Netflix or stands on one of those? Anyway, uh, it's called Being Erica, and it's this show of, that is based. It's LOA based. Um, obviously, the producer and the writers are totally LOA savvy, and it's about. Well, they say it's about time travel, but basically, it's about pre-paving and repaving your life, and it's a kind of a comedy drama, a dramedy, and it's just wonderful because it's it's so cool to be watching um, watching a program that's coming up with all these each week is a, a different concept about um, basically creating deliberately creating your life or going back mm. and looking looking at regrets. Has anyone seen it? No, I'm the only one in the world. I haven't oh, even heard of it. Go, oh, go find it. So being being Erica, I think it's on Stan. Okay, I'm gonna check. It's on Stan. I knew it was on either Netflix or Stan. I don't know if you guys have access there, um, but uh, it's worth it. Stan's like ten dollars a month. Join for a month and watch the whole series. There's four four uh, seasons. They didn't keep going, but um, four seasons is which is just okay. I'm not. I don't get any kickback for the show, but I am. What I wanted to do, I was hoping somebody who'd seen it could relate. But in one of the episodes, Erica is on and on. One of her big things is relationship. And she's on and on with her, air quotes, therapist, which is, this is these aren't spoilers, um, which is the, the Dr. Tom who orchestrates her time travel, allows her to go back in time and see things how they were or experiences them differently. And so with relationships, she's in there and she's got all these regrets and she's on and on some new thing, you know, catastrophes happen in her current relationship. And she's like, why can't I just have the relationship I want? And he goes, okay, tell me what that looks like. And she lists out, she lists out the person. Okay. She doesn't, she doesn't list out what she wants to feel in a relationship. She lists out the person, which is our common go-to, isn't it? Oh, I want someone like this and this and this and this. Anyway, she wanted a guy who was confident and good-looking and all these things, and then bingo, she goes into this alternate reality. It's very, uh, the show's very tuned into the multiple uh, worlds theory. Anyway, she goes into this reality where this is true. This is who she's attracted to, or yeah, who she's brought into her life. And this guy, (laughs) in the first 30 seconds, of course, he seems like all those things that she wanted, but then we realize that the reason why he looks so good is he's so conceited. He spends all this time at the gym and, and in front of the mirror and so forth that he's actually so self-motivated uh, that he's not that fun to relate to. He's, you know, it, it goes on and on and it kind of unravels that how she wanted to project onto another person these qualities that she thought were, were going to create a happy relationship was just ludicrous. So your homework is to go watch that program. I love I it. I, I can't wait to check yeah. it out. I think you will love it. But the point is, this is a Venus uh, retrograde um, uh, to do. And it's to go back and I think that, yes, other people, exes and ex-partnership businesses and all that help trigger feelings and help us delve into uh, what what we want, what we didn't like, all that. We can kind of be analytical that way. But 
it's keep the focus off the face. This is not about the face. It's never about the, the face. It's actually never about the other person. It's about what you're feeling, where you're at. Because what do we know about other people? Like attracts like, right? They're always going to mirror where we're at, which isn't as, always a happy thing to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dead silence. But they are, I mean, how can you possibly attract into your life someone who isn't on your vibrational wavelength? And if you don't like that wavelength, so don't blame them. We got to tune in and see what vibration we really want. And Venus retrograde is a beautiful time to do that. It's also a wonderful time to look at our core values around money and finances, what supports us, and um, getting into the the feeling of what, what makes us feel secure. This is the Taurian side of Venus. What makes us feel um, flush and secure and and go into our money vibe really and any of you online that are doing the money align is it money aligned um yeah the money aligner here? yeah yes okay the most recent talk on that i'm not trying to hijack the money aligner course but <laughs> but jeanette what you said what your the whole concept um of that of the month that was appreciating which is awesome but taking money off the hook for making you feel good isn't that the premise of that's the- exactly it yes because we often put pressure on money for how we think for what we want and when we take that pressure off it makes it easier to manifest it plus we get what we really wanted all along anyway yes <laughs> Love it. So money, you can also put in their uh, relationship, um, art, our artistic, our aesthetics, how we're uh, going for our, um, how we express our creativity. That is part of the Venus retrograde. We might be rethinking or redoing some of those um, core values. So first of all, revisiting core values. Basically, when any any time uh, the, an inner plan is retrograde, you can do the RE things: rethink, re-value, uh, reevaluate, revisit, um, reconsider, rewind, re- <laughs> anything you can put a RE in front of, pretty much. Uh, but there are um, things. So, okay, so just going back to the the money um, idea. Or the idea of taking money or relationship or your creative career off the hook for making you feel good about your Venus core values. And those Venus core values are values such as relationship, sensuality, connection, uh, security, aesthetics. Uh, it's all very personal, and I invite you to revisit at this time. Don't try to fix anything at this time. Okay, the dates are on the link that I gave you. If anyone's coming in later and can't see the link, can we? I can do it. Right yeah, I was just going to go pop that in again. Oh, okay, yeah. I've, I've got it. Do you have it? I've already got it. We'll probably do it. Okay, we'll both do it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
I'm talking about that. But okay, so on that, click on the link. You can see the exact dates. It gives you the the zone. We've got basically from the 4th of March to the 15th of April that it's between the stationary retrograde and stationary direct. But there's a zone in there, which is from the 30th of uh, January to the 18th of May. Give yourself this spacious time to go back and reflect and muse and just softly a lot of love and self-nurturing, a lot more rest and relaxation, go back into this space and take Venus off the hook for all the things that you want that are Venetian. Take her off the hook for bringing you the the love of your life and the, the relationship you want and the business that you want and the money in the bank you want. Just And connect with what this energy means to you. I hope that makes sense. It does, uh, and, any- that, and that feels like that's really good guidance right there in itself for how to approach this time. So thank you, Kim. Okay, yeah. And there's a little list of things to things to do, which involve like more sleep, more rest, more pleasure, <laughs> more fun, more appreciation of of the food and the money. Oh, that's the other thing that I loved about the money line was um, that that love note to your money. To your, <laughs> I mean, you can do this to anything in your life. But I always, the other day, I had to, uh, to, to pull some money out of the bank for a big, well, actually for the tree surgeons that are coming <laughs> shortly. Keep talking, Kim. Um, and my initial, instead of thinking, oh, God, <laughs> here's another hole in the bucket, I, I went, thanks, money, for always being there for me. And it just felt so much better. It's like, you know, what is Hallmark moments. Thanks for being there. You're a good friend. You're always there when I need you. Um, that kind of vibe really helps. Uh, there are a few things that we uh, want to avoid. We want to not resist, but just don't, uh, you don't particularly want to plan for simply because you are in a state, whether you are tuned into it or not, you're aesthetics and your desires in relationship and your vibe around money is in flux. It's changing. It's becoming more authentic. It's lining up better with who you are now. Uh, It might be in alignment with who you were 18 months ago and things have moved and changed and shifted. So let's line it up with who you are now. And that's what this chance is. So certain things you don't uh, traditionally don't want to do like anything like cosmetic surgery, um, probably don't design a new tattoo. It's fine to get a new, a new tattoo if you've had the design going for a long time. But anything that's uh, making changes during this time of reevaluation um, isn't advised because you're probably going to make changes based on how you felt in the past, what your previous uh, desires were because you're not fully in touch with the new ones. So the idea is don't make decisions about short-term relationships. Don't make decisions about long-term relationships. Like go unless you go in and you have this reflection. You realize, oh my God, this is so toxic. Um, I have to do something now. And you get that clear higher guidance. Obviously, you do something now. But um, 
give this time to marinate. You want to really allow for the full change because as soon as you make a decision, you've you've collapsed the wave, right? Mm-hmm. You've, you've mm-hmm. created pops a quiff. You have, and I'm not saying avoid popping the quiff. I'm saying muse in it because you may have new waves and new vibrations that you haven't reached yet that when you pop those you're going to be better aligned with who you are right now is is that making sense to everyone it does to me i'm checking chat room yes makes great sense from mermaid from feline dreamers from marilyn from quilly yes from ming yay okay um i want to quickly ask um I'm not sure. Is Maria? Are you on the call? Are you dialed in? I don't know if she's able to dial in because of work. But she had asked a question on the um, uh, post, and I'm just going to show you her chart and address the question. And it's probably a question that's coming up for maybe more than just her, so it's going to be relevant, hopefully. And we'll just look at this first, and then I'll look at whatever other charts are in there. Okay, so you can click on Marie's chart. Hopefully everyone can see her natal chart. Marie's question in a nutshell is she has been redesigning. No, I was trying to get clarity of whether she's redesigning a website and a business or starting new. And I think the refinement was that this is for her a new business, a new look, a new look on Facebook, a new uh, new identity, new moving forward um, with an online presence. And should she launch that during the Mercury, uh, sorry, <laughs> Venus retrograde? And pretty much the answer is no, unless this has been all laid out and you've gone back to put final touches on it and you've Mm. spent enough time with this. It is your authentic next thing. If it's something that you've been holding off and holding off doing, don't do it on a retrograde (laughs) because, again, this is the time where we're pulling that string back and we're the deep, we want to go back deep into what we really want. Because when you launch an online identity, it's like stepping out, it's hanging the shingle, it's opening up the, the shop window, isn't it? It's opening up that, uh, that window. And if you look at Marie's chart, you'll see that Venus is conjunct or midheaven. Well, it's right there in the 10th house at the top of the chart, her natal uh, Venus which is powerful in its own sign in Taurus. And the thing is that that 10th house is about your business and your relationship. It's your PR. It's your relationship to the to the public and your public image. So launching on a Mercury retrograde, it's most likely that if you do that, then you'll be going back and you, making did you mean a Venus? Did you mean a Venus retrograde? What did I just say? Mercury retrograde? Yeah, I keep saying that because Mercury is okay. going to go retrograde soon. Oh, <laughs> I keep got it. In as well. And so it's tagging. Sorry, thank you for catching that. Venus. Um, I wouldn't do it on a Mercury retrograde either, for sure. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a zone. And the thing is, if it's not out there yet, um, there's a reason. And it's most likely 
something has to change first. There, something hasn't been realized. And we need to take this time to go back and look at those core values and get a deeper realization. So I, is anyone else out there um, toying with the ideas of uh, launching or presenting or uh, um, so forth at this time? Don't be shy. You can even say no. Um, mermaid <laughs> says, I am, but it's something I've been working on for the past year. Right. Launching uh, on the spring on the equinox. Well, I like the energy of the equinox. I think that's awesome. And if it's all set and ready to go, uh, that feels pretty good. Is it a Venus type of um, thing? As as in, is it have to do with one-on-one or counseling or um, anything, seventh house or second house? I guess just being a moneymaker makes it a, Okay, it's a Mercury communications type thing, sharing information. I think you're great. You're good to go. Um, that that sounds good. When does our Mercury go retrograde, Kim? Mercury? Okay. To check your retrogrades, it's soon on the tails of um, Venus going direct. But okay. let me just get you this. Uh, there is a terrific link that shows you all the retrogrades of all the planets for the year. Here it is, retrograde cycles and stations. And it's on, the link is on the the Venus retrograde page. But anyway, here it is. And we'll just scroll down. So it's going to be in May or June, I think. Um, June, hang on. Mercury station retrograde. Oh, no, sooner. April 28th. So that, there is full overlap. So what we have is Venus retrograde is still retrograde when Mercury goes retrograde. I would not launch anything to do with anything while both are retrograde. Mm -hmm. Just simply because, not because that's some neg thing in the world it's not it's both both these planets saying you need to to tune in reflect rewind there's something you might have missed there's something that may not be in full alignment just to recheck with uh mermaid mermaid's cool because she's mark she's um marching <laughs> she's <laughs> launching uh before the mercury retrograde and it's a mercury um so I, I think uh, plus vibe trumps retrograde every time if you've and I could tell just even by the way just looking at the chat mermaids vibe about what she's doing she's excited she's nearly there it's about to go and it's on the equinox Yoo-hoo, she's picked it it's happening that's the vibe that's going to um, send that arrow out into the world in a really positive way. Uh, if we have a vibe of, ooh, I don't know if I should be doing this right now, I'm not sure, I have hesitation, or if we're using retrograde to as a kind of a permission to indulge in hesitation, which is a good thing if we're feeling hesitant, please indulge in it and find out where that's coming from. Um, but if we launched feeling that, 
Jeanette, what would probably happen? Right. <laughs> that yeah. Would be, yeah. That would be worth cleaning up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so does anyone have a um, chart and a question about this mer- Mercury retrograde? That, oh, good God. Venus. Venus. <laughs> <laughs> We have a chart lined up. I'm um, looking in. We do have we had one earlier. Yeah, was it Marilyn? Here. We want it to be someone who's dialed in. Who's dialed in? Brent yeah. is right. Hi. Yeah. Brent. Yay. Isn't that Jupiter retrograde currently too. Yes. So yeah, I was just curious yeah. how that <clears throat> interacts with each other because Jupiter's kind of. You know what? The outer outer planets, um, yeah, Jupiter's retrograde. It's almost the outer planets go retrograde for so long and so often. Um, I only look at really at the personal planets. So we're looking at Mercury, Venus, and Mars retrograde. <clears throat> Don't worry about the asteroids. They're always retrograde. Not like it's not true. <laughs> it always seems like they are. They loop around in crazy ways because of their eccentric orbits and how close they come um, to the Earth. So uh, with, I would not let the, the Jupiter retrograde worry you whatsoever. What happens with Jupiter and the outer planet retrograde cycle is what you'll find is when the degree that it goes retrograde on, that day, that time, whatever's happening then usually will kind of unfold and unravel and work out uh, during the retrograde. And when it crosses over direct at that point, again, we're looking months in the future, um, we often have a resolution to it. So in a kind of a air quotes predictive sense, you if uh, you can use it that way. Uh, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't worry too much um, about trying to time your uh, actions around the outer planet retrogrades, or we'd be immobilized. It's very okay. rare that they're all direct. There was a couple a week or something in January. So, <laughs> they were so essentially, direct. like Jupiter is already retrograde. So during this retrograde cycle, as Venus is now more personal, now um, has more an effect. So maybe that's part of the transition through the resolution when Jupiter goes direct again. This Venus cycle and Mercury cycle are You could definitely tie it in that way, especially uh, because, well, Venus didn't get up to the opposition. I'm not sure if Mercury will or not. Um, How they link to Jupiter in your chart. Are you did you say Jupiter rules your chart? Are you Sagittarius rising? Uh no. do we have a link? Okay. Yeah, do we I, have a link? Yeah. I put a link. We Brent put one okay, and I just sorry. put one. Thank you. Okay, so that should be all fun too. <laughs> just, oh gosh, now I've lost my um you know that win the Skype window? Not the Skype, the talk show window? Who has yes. their talk show window disappearing at the most inconvenient time? There, I found it again. It just vanishes. Okay, sorry, we're loading. Oh, yeah, I'm, do I remember this? I remember it because I like the hand-drawn uh, hand notes. 
Okay, no, so you, oh, your chart ruler is Venus, which means this Venus retrograde cycle is probably more significant for you okay, um, yeah. in your sixth house. But so what is the, tell me your question again. Sorry, I got a little confused uh, about what you wanted to Sorry, yeah. No, um, I was just, this second part, I guess, because you said Jupiter doesn't really have a major effect generally, um, but it has, like, at the beginning, when it first transitions, kind of predictive cycle for what the direct will have, and I was talking about how Venus and Mercury retrograde are happening during that time, and how that affects it, and I thought Jupiter was more pro- prominent in mind, but I definitely knew Venus has a big influence on my chart, so maybe you can uh, oh, speak Venus a little bit about your- that. Yeah, Venus is your chart ruler. So whatever planet rules the ascendant, the rising sign. So uh, that is called your chart ruler. And that planet has more uh, emphasis. It becomes elevated. Um, it's ca- it's a kind of an accident- accidental dignitary, they call it, because uh, it's almost by accident that it gets... Um, Elevated. The fact that your uh, uh, Venus is also conjunct the ascendant and on the horizon, conjunct the moon, it's, it makes it a uh, strong emphasis in your chart. Okay, so when Venus out there is going retrograde, um, because it's your chart ruler, it has uh, more significance. Uh, for Libras and Taurus, Venus retrograde has more influence because uh, it's their um, sun sign ruler. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a time. Now, for you, that reflective time is in your seventh house as well. So it's pretty clear that relationships, partnerships, business collaborations, artistic collaborations are where you want to kind of drift back into and reconsider your core values around. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be very prevalent to this time of my experience right now, so definitely I can sense it mm. already. Mm. Right, uh, so retrograde is the more inwardly focused and finding the true relationship with self in relation to other well, things. Yeah, yeah, it's the, well with Venus in particular, it's tapping into those deeper core values and the thing is, as Jeanette will can explain, core values uh aren't static. They aren't uh you know, carved in stone from day one. The core values we had when we were 5 years old are different from when we're 10 and 15 and 20 and 30 and on and on and on. You know what, Kim, uh, they, I want us to do a call on that very subject. Okay. Yeah. That would be good. It's so because I think our core values are also tied into our astrology. You know how we've talked about that before? And our astrology doesn't change. Our birth chart doesn't change. So that I really want to explore that with you for some other time. Oh, yeah, no, it would it would be good. And just briefly with the astrology is that we – all the planets represent different core values and different planets are important to us at different times in our life. Like when we're babies, it's all moon, right? Our whole core value is the moon. Nurture me, love me, 
how do I survive? You know, um, and so that that those core values then start to expand out and eventually get to the sun and who, what our identity is. And anyway, it's growing. That would be a great call. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> definitely. Definitely well, do that. So much, we'll do that next. Next. Um, thank you. Okay. I don't know if I've answered. answered yeah, no, you, Brent. Thank you so well, much. Did, Brent, did you have a question related to your personal chart that we could take a look at while we've got the link up? Um, well, we just kind of talked about how Venus is my uh, ruler of my chart because it's right on the ascendant of my Libra rising, and um, and it's just it just came in like 21 minutes from zero degrees. So for me, it seems like Venus and the Moon and all that energy is really prevalent. And finding the balance, which is kind of where I am with my Libra part, is. Uh, getting the best relationship between myself and my business and my partnerships and all that kind of stuff. So that's been really prevalent recently, and it seems it's coming more to a head now. So I guess mm. she she did answer my question, and I didn't want to take up all the time. So. <laughs> no, no. Thank but you. it's just such an interesting point because what you have, and we discuss this in, in somewhere in the one of the um, posts, week uh in our uh, chat at good vibe astrology we talked extensively i talked with sue about this because she had this very question about what happens if you've essentially you've got libra on the natural house of aries and aries on the natural house of venus and uh, or of, of libra and where what does that do um how do you find balance there because Essentially, the first house is all about this is me, this is my identity, this is how I move forward in the world with independence. And uh, we've got Venus, uh, Libra and Venus there in Brent's chart, which says, I don't really know who I am uh, unless I bounce that off someone else, unless I've got a partnership or I'm taking this journey together with someone. That's how I discover who I am. However, Aries is on the on the the uh, seventh house, the seventh house that says this is where we collaborate, this is where we connect, this is where um, we do things together. And Aries is there saying, um, "No, I'm, you know, I'm doing this on my own. <laughs> I'm, I'm the boss of me. <laughs> I decide what the collaboration, schmaberation." <laughs> yeah. So it, it's. It is, it's a way of finding and, and how can I form um, meaningful relationships and feel my own autonomy and independence. And it's kind of a love-will dilemma because we've got the rulers of Mars and Venus. Uh, Mars saying, you know, I decide. Venus saying, let's decide together. And uh, finding ways of making both those aspects of yourself feel fulfilled and feel happy. Yeah, that seems very much where where I am generally because uh, I have the idea of both and, like you're saying, and and uh-huh. being able to do to be you know have my cake and eat it too, and and you know have relationships and have relationships and work and pleasure and happiness, you know all of the like seeing the universe as a coin and each opposite is on either side of the coin, but you have the whole coin, you know what I mean? So how you flip it is up to you. Yeah, that's kind of mm. like that. 
But the yeah, this is this is interesting. Abe talks about it being the two ends of the same stick, doesn't she? I mean, the same kind mm-hmm. of metaphor. And I think because we are in this three D reality, uh, we do see this as um, often as either or. I'm either looking at heads or tails. And the way I think the way through is to find a metaphor that is more like a um, like a river where we've got the water of the the collaboration flowing along with the water of independence. It's got to somehow we have to move our mindset away. And I use the the coin and the same stick and the polarity. I use all those terms, and that's the way the signs work. They're polarities to each other. Aries is opposite of of uh, Libra. But I think essentially for us to really get the and and, we have to come up with new metaphors for it. We have to come up with a new way of uh, thinking, or we're always flipping the coin. So I don't know what that is, and that's probably just a whole other um exploration but yeah sounds like a life's work <laughs> yeah thank yeah. you so much <laughs> well <laughs> if you if you look at it like you were talking about the river if you look at it as being an <clears throat> an oval um one continuous thing uh, then you're at the beginning and then you're at the end at the, exactly the same time mm. that's a pisces this is- <laughs> yeah, no, that's um that is a good um that's a very confusing thing to metaphor. tell. <laughs> no, there's a I'm trying to think of what it is. Um as a Mobius a, strip. Yes, that's the Mobius strip, that's what I was thinking of. Um if someone wants to Google that pop an image, uh, a link to an image in the in the chat that would be awesome but it's a yeah a loop that it's a little escher um in its formation where you start you're standing up and then it loops around in a figure eight you'll see this in the tarot deck there's a few of the cards that always have it uh the magician uh i think the lovers what's the other one there's three i think in there yeah anyway Kim, um, i wanted to thank you for warning me off of Making this drastic change in my hair color. Well, this hey, is good. A- God, don't do that. <laughs> well, well, I, I they didn't have the color that I normally get, but they had this really nice iridis- iridescent pink, and I thought that might be fun, but I haven't had the nerve to do it, and now I'm going to wait. <laughs> you know, it could, it might be fun. It, it totally might be fun, and but. It pro- Fun in um, fun when Venus goes direct. <laughs> Put it on yeah. your going to be fun list. <laughs> I'm gonna... I did it once. I think it was the last uh, Venus retrograde cycle. It was in Leo, and I grabbed this color, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do my roots this color? It was it was red. It was it was red. I didn't think it was that red. On the box, it was not that red. <laughs> anyway, it was sort of fun, but not. I thought I'd feel zany about it, and sometimes I do. I do kind of wild things like that, but I wasn't feeling zany. I was feeling um, 
I was feeling like, yeah, what an idiot. You're making me wonder, you know how before we started the recording, I said the reason I was walking in the door right at the top of the hour was because I got held up at the bank as I was making a deposit for a large sum of money that they were questioning. And I actually, they were taking so long to approve this deposit for tens of thousands of dollars that I left it there. I I left it with the teller. I just looked her in the eye and I said, this is good with you, right? I have to go. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm saying this because Venus is retrograde in my second house. And I'm wondering uh-huh. if I maybe would have handled that whole thing differently. I might have just waited for a day when I had more time rather than uh, – I maybe should call the bank after <laughs> I don't I know. Just, I think maybe mute and call the bank just to re- – no, I'm sure it's absolutely fine. Did you get – you got a receipt, right? No. I, she said, oh, you, okay. you've got to wait for your receipt. I said, I can't wait. i got to go now. I was already – Walking in at the top, it's a 45-minute drive. I drove as fast as I could and didn't make up any time. Anyway, (laughs) I wish we'd have had this call before the pink visit. No, it's fine. We're (laughs) conscious creators here, right? Everyone help me. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. I'm repaving. Repaving. I actually do that all the time. Maybe not for those kind of amounts, but I'm not a good waiter for anything. And I, so I go into my bank and they know me and I just push the stuff over and I said, just email me when it, the, whatever, you know, and I walk out. I just don't. <laughs> and I do and that they, all the time too with checks that I know are traceable if it doesn't get where it's supposed to be. But this was basically cash that I was left on the table okay. as I walked out. Okay. I know. Oh, that's interesting. I love the way that you uh, trust your money to know where it's where to go? It's right in your town. Oh yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, we better look at one more chart or take. Does anybody have a um, Marilyn? Is Marilyn here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Can you? Can I just put the link in. So the link should be recent. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Marilyn. Good day. Yeah, ma- mainly Kim. I did mention Juno before, but if you just want to focus, it's 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 um the, Merc- the Venus Mercury Venus retrograde begins um exactly opposite my ruling planet Mercury, so that might be more relatable to all. Um. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. So it's turned around and it's going to cross it. So it crosses it three times. And that's your Mercury Neptune, and yeah. just on the close to the fifth house cusp are they uh yeah a little bit close not that close so and this is in the fourth house of the home um are you feeling like a wandering minstrel <laughs> right now <laughs> a wandering yeah spirit yeah a wandering one <laughs> wandering spirit you know this wandering um you know the minstrels that go to the different um, <laughs> bergs and things How did you know? for their supper. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say it reflects that, and I would be look, I would be tempted not to rush into new. 
commitments in your home situation until uh, Venus makes that direct pass over that point. Yeah. If that's possible. Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. I mean, it, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I've got a preview of, um, of, of of Venus retrograde. I've been feeling that for some time. But, yes, I've fully embodied my uh, gypsy roots at the moment. Um, I have no yeah. no thought of settle. Mm. Mm. Well, I would just hold, I would just be reveling in those uh, gypsy roots and really enjoying that and possibly during this entire Venus and then on into the Mercury retrograde period, you probably find um, it feels best to just keep keep that loose because everything's changing. Core values are changing. You're releasing the the time that you had um, on your land, all that. So yeah, yeah, that that makes yeah. sense to me. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And what I would also do is, and I don't know if you do this anyway, but I would be keeping a journal or a dream journal at least, but uh, doing some writing. That Mercury on yeah. Neptune is just such a wonderful creative uh, writer, and this might be fiction. You might be telling, writing some stories. So um, be open to that, Gemini Rising. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Well, you know, I've my the first book that I've um, put off with shelves of journals for for, for years. Um, I'm I'm staying in a little cabin not far from you, actually in Main Arm at the moment, and um, I'm allocating um, how I feel, but uh, a few hours, and I sit there out amidst the rainforest and I write. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's okay. begun. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Um. Okay, I can probably look at one more chart. The tree surgeons aren't here yet. <laughs> I'm gonna dash when they get around. Where's yours, Kim? Uh, mine. <laughs> she squeaks. It's in the eighth house. It's in the eighth okay, house. Okay, so I'm you looking know? at the link where you were talking about. Uh, oh, what did oh, you yeah. say about eighth house? You said. Joint finances and resources, money owed and owing, come to the foreground. Check into your core values around collaboration, sex, and deeper motivations for your connections with others. Hold off on radical change, declarations, adventures, and commitments. Time to reevaluate, not rebuild yet. Uh, yeah. No, thank you for that. It actually feels really good to have it read back to you because if I read that myself, <laughs> I, just, I just ditched it. I don't know why. Anything I write about... And then I apply it to myself. I go, oh, no, no, that's not me. Somehow so I can't. Funny. But when I hear it from you, it's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Feels right. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. That's so funny. I Maybe I need to work on that. That must be some something. Hmm. <laughs> Things always taste but, better with somebody um, else. And oh. I, it's, this is what it is. Clearly, this is exactly what it is. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's this because you have collaborators to help you with that, so it's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky that way. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I've had the um, I just wanted to say dilemma, but it's not a dilemma because it's all it's all fine. But I may have well most likely will have a major contract to sign in the next 
couple weeks and certainly hopefully before April 28th because I don't want to sign it on a retrograde Mercury if I can help it just because it doesn't negate the contract at all but it just means that something may have been missed or needs to be re, um, redone or something you wish you'd put in there that you hadn't that kind of thing um, but as far as Venus retrograde with contracts I'm not um, I feel very comfortable about that. Maybe if it was conjunct Neptune and Mercury, but nobody here has has um, Neptune in Aries, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that we're all good to go there. Did anyone else have a question? Just throw your hand up and let's uh, let's have a look. I'm here, Kim. It's Jody. With a hey, Jody. Croaky, okay, with a croaky walkie-talkie. Oh, <laughs> I hope you feel all right. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling better. My voice doesn't sound it, though. Um, I have Venus crossing my Ascendant, which is opposite Pluto on the Descendant. So um, oh, okay. Venus cool. transit back through my first house into my 12th house. Okay, that's great. I'm just trying to find your chart. Um, can you re just repost that link so I can? There it is. Somebody did this right down the bottom. Got it. Um, hopefully, I don't have to dash while I'm talking. Please forgive me if I do. We'll just continue the conversation on the on the site. Um, okay, this is a, what? So is it in her first house? Then yes, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it's in your. It's <clears throat> in this. First house right now, and it's going to go back into the 12th. All right, everything that we've been saying about the Aries and the the Libra, you've got it opposite of Brent's. And again, I'm going to send you a, a link to where we discuss this in depth um, on the on a conversation in the site because I think you'll find it super relevant. But the idea is here we have we have Venus who wants us to reflect on relationship and she's going through your first house first where it's like, this is me, this is my identity, this is who I am distinct from others. And then it's going to go back into the 12th. And the 12th house is always that house of kind of drawn shades where we can't really see things clearly and we can't uh, quite know what's going on. The other thing that happens with the twelfth is it's what we're rise, what we've moved out from. It's behind us. Pisces is behind you, and Pisces of all the signs in the zodiac for you, uh, because of the situation of your uh, Aries rising, is the last sign that you really want to <clears throat> fall into because you've just pulled yourself out of that soup, right? You've just come out of the twelfth. Um, and you want to ex express and exude and be this Aries. What Venus here is saying, in reminding you, is that you have a seventh house. You have committed relationships. I know you know you have these. <laughs> but the reminder <laughs> is for you to, how you think about them now is not necessarily where your core values have evolved to. You might be connecting 
wanting to connect to relationships in a slightly different way. And this is your time to explore it. So what you do is you dive into that pool of the 12th and uh, no resistance. You just float downstream with it, even though it feels like, oh, wow, I can't go backwards in this. I've struggled to gain all this ground. I don't want to go back. Think of it, again, as that arrow. You're pulling the string back. You're delving um, just gently and beautifully in a relaxed way with no judgment. Nothing was good or bad. It's just experience. I hear my tree, guys. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I'm going to have to okay. go. Okay. That's our cue. You do, yeah. You dwell back. And then as it crosses over the ascendant again, you renew and you feel this fresh and new um, connection. Okay. I got to run. Well, uh, Jody pops it into the question into the uh, ch- chat on the site, and we'll go from there. I love you have- guys. Thank Have you, fun, Jim. Thank Thank you, Jim. Thank Thanks, you, Jim. everyone, for joining yeah. us today. Thank you, Thank you. Big love, everyone. Thanks. You too. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.